on KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local in the Las Vegas area and like to join in on our discussion, you will dial 702-650-5588. If you have a praise report, a prayer request, comment, love to hear from you again. Local 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. Again, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, please dial 800-366-8883 to join in on our discussion today. We are also being streamed live from KKVV's website. That is uh, video and audio at www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. Again, that's www.kkvv.com. And additionally, we're being streamed live from Save the Loss at All Costs' website. Our website address is www.savethelosslv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, the gospel is always free on our watch. Please visit our website again, www.savethelosslv.org. We're also being archived on iTunes. So if you have an Apple device, please catch us on iTunes. All right. If you have a cell phone, most of you do or have access to one. We'd love for you to listen to KKVV anytime you like, and you can do that and join us today via cell phone. You will dial 563-999-3194. It only works in the United States. I'm going to give it to you again, 563-999-3194. So I'd like to give out a special Thanks to Unity Baptist Church. I fellowship with them this morning. Uh, they had Men's Day, and I want to support my pastor, man of God, and dear friend in Christ and brother. That would be Pastor Joseph E. Terry, Jr. He gave a very, very powerful message. He came out of uh, Matthew 5. He uh, did verses 13 through 16, and it talked about modeling the salt and the light. We as believers are supposed to be the salt and the light, but it's something that you have to do. And he talked about the difference between what a Christian was and a disciple. It was very, very powerful. Uh, it blessed me tremendously. Love you, Pastor Terry, uh, Pastor Giddings and Lady Givings. You had a wonderful service today, very loving, very insightful. Um, God bless the men who uh, really took care of the congregation today. 
and just the saints. It was really loving and just powerful and impactful. I really enjoyed myself, and I look forward to worshiping soon. Again, I really encourage you to visit Unity Baptist Church. Uh, you will be blessed. Some good teaching going forth. Now let's get to our topic. Our topic today is Maranatha. The Lord is coming. Again, Maranatha. The Lord is coming. That's what we're talking about today. And I'm going to give you uh, the spelling of the word Maranatha. I mean, a lot of you have, have heard it and probably wasn't sure about what it is. It's an Aramaic word. So that uh, Maranatha spelling is spelled M-A-R-A-N-A-T-H-A. Again, M-A-R-A-N-A-T-H. A lot of times people will tell you Shalom, which means peace. And I'm telling you that you ought to consider saying Maranatha. The Lord is coming. And when the Lord is coming back for the second time, he's not coming to make peace. He's coming to put down all those who have been against him and the kingdom of God. See, when Jesus first walked the earth, he came and he gave his life. So that we could have life everlasting. He was spat upon. He was beat. He was crucified. He was lied on. He was treated very poorly. By those who he came from. And we won't even. <laughs> talk about the Roman government. Because. Uh, they weren't about anything. But the Roman government. So Jesus didn't fit into their plan. He was not believed. Even after he's done all these miracle signs and wonders. After all his teachings. They couldn't find any fault in him. They couldn't find any lies in him. So. That's not his position when he's coming back again. And he is coming back again because his word tells us he's coming back again. So he's not coming back to make peace. He's coming back. To make war against those who have opposed the kingdom of God. It's over with. It's over with. This is not the time to have a problem with God. This is not the time to constantly be in opposition of the word of God. This is not the time to constantly... Take the Lord's name in vain. This is not the time. And the first century church was under so much opposition, so much persecution, just death, people being hauled out, people being killed, being crucified, whole families wiped out because they had faith. They trusted in Jesus. They trusted in who he was and what he represented. That they took on the saying, those who followed the way, the believers, they didn't say Shalom. They said Maranatha. And that meant the Lord is coming. Or it meant come on Lord, like come quickly. They wanted him to come and fulfill the prophecy. And a lot of us are at that point in our lives right now. We're at the point of Maranatha. Come, O Lord. 
The Lord is coming. And we want him to come quickly. We are tired of the lies. Tired of the deception. Tired of the great opposition against the church. The church that he set up. Vilifying his word. Steal people who claim they're believers. Twisting the gospel. And making it heretic. Being hypocrites. Being lukewarm Christians at best. And Jesus tells us in the book of Revelation. He has no use for them. They're like vomit in his mouth. He spits them out. So you have to ask yourself. If you're really studying the scriptures. If you're really studying the scriptures. Do you think. Jesus. Who is the Lord of Lord. The king of kings. The one who overcame death. Who preached more on hell. And money than anything. Because he knew that would separate people from God. Eternally. Do you think he's coming back? To be gentle as a lamb. He's coming back as the lion of Judah. Ferocious. Lions are not here to play. He will devour anything. That is going against him. He comes back. It's judgment. So let's look at Revelation. And we're going to look at chapter 22. And let's see some wonderful things about Maranatha. The Lord is coming. Oh, the Lord is coming. Come, oh Lord. Again, it's an Aramaic word. And we're looking at it. Maranatha. The Lord is coming. So we're going to see the Apostle John in Revelation 22. And he's going to give us the vision that was given to him. Amen. So let's dive right in. I'm in the New King James Version. And I'm in Revelation 22. And verse 1, the word of God says this. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Two, in the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Three, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Four, they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. Five, there shall be no more, five, there shall be no night there, there they need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. 6. Then he said to me, 
These words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. 7. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. 8. Now I, John, saw and heard these things, and when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. 9. Then he said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant, and of your brethren, the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. 10. And he said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. 11. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. 12. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to everyone according to his work. 13. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. 14. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. 15. But outside are are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderous and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. Verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star, 17, and the spirit and the bride say, come, and let him who hears say, come, and let him who thirsts come, whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. 18. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. 19. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. 20. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. 21. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. When we look at verse 20 again in Revelation 22, the word of God says this. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. There's your Maranatha. The Lord is coming. Come, O Lord. He says, Coming quickly. Surely I am coming quickly. So, you have those that Want to just go along to get along, straddling the fence. You know, I want to still have my fun. I still want to live my life the way I want to live my life. You know, let, you know, Jesus come when, 
You know, I'm 80, 90, 100 years old. Doesn't matter then. You know, I've done everything that I've wanted to do. That is not the right attitude to have. We as servants of God must always be ready in season and out of season. We should never try to stand in the way of the prophecy being fulfilled. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ made it a point to make sure that the apostles who who discipled under him made sure that the people were always ready. It was never ever a good thing to be relaxed. You never knew when he was coming back. And you should never ever concern yourself with that. Be concerned that he is coming back. Not the when part. That he is. And that you never know when it's going to happen. So you don't have to get ready. You just stay ready. And we really, really have to take inventory of what our faith is. These men and women who discipled under the Lord Jesus Christ when he walked the earth, they were passionate. They were so sold out for Christ. They were willing to lose their lives because they understood there was no life being separated from him. None whatsoever. I got somebody calling me. I'm live on air at this time, okay? You have to call back later. Okay, Okay, bye-bye. So, anyway, we have to really put ourselves in the point that we need to be ready and to make sure that people are aware That if you want this part of eternity, if you really want to taste real salvation, you have to understand there are certain things that will not be able to be in God's presence. So we're going to go back and we're going to go line by line so that you really can capture about where you're supposed to be in the Maranatha part. And that you want him to come and you want him to come quickly. Because there's a reward in that for you. And there's some things that you're going to receive as a believer. And you can't even describe it. That's how wonderful it is. So we're going to take this call and then we're going to get back to it. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs and God bless. Hey, Shalom, Sister Nina, how are you? Oh, how are you, woman of God? I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Yes, I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, and Yahweh reigns. And I thank him for that timely word that you're teaching. Amen. You know, I, I was eating some of my almond butter, you know, you know, the almond butter like peanut butter. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I looked and it said Maranatha. That's the brand name. I'm thinking Maranatha. I thought something says Maranatha. I said, I wonder if they know what this means. <laughs> And then to hear you talking about it, and it's just a blessing because it is, we know he's coming. We don't have to be concerned when, because for us it's any time. Right, right. But we know he's coming, so we stay ready. So I thank you for that timely word, and keep up the good news, and um, God bless you. All right, God bless you, and enjoy your almond brother. Yes, I did. All right, <laughs> God bless you. Thank you, sis. Right, Bye-bye. Amen. Amen. Well, 
You know, the Lord is moving and opening up our eyes constantly. And, you know, praise God. The sister caught it in her spirit and, you know, blessed us with that. We never know how the Lord is speaking to us. But we do know there's only one Lord. Amen. There's only one Lord of Lords. There's only one King of Kings. There's no other God but the most high God. So we don't concern ourselves with anything else. We need to stay focused on him and his word. So let's get back into it. Uh, see, you have to understand also at the time uh, that the Romans were ruling, uh, when the first century church was uh, in existence, Caesar thought he was God and wanted people to treat him as such. So, how many things in your life are claiming to be God over you? What was Caesar offering? Nothing. There's nothing godly about him. We have to really, really look at ourselves and say, why are we spending so much time and energy and resources and following something that leads us to total death and destruction and separation from God. Why be a jack of all trades when you just need to master the word of God? It's true. It's living. Try it. Put God to the test. What other eternal plans are out there? They're forgeries at best. And who's coming back to make things right? One. Because it always was his kingdom. Let's get to it. So. Verse one. Again, we're in Revelation 22. And I'm looking at verse 1. I'm in the New King James edition. And the word of God says this. Verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life. Clear as crystal. Proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Do you see that? It says proceeding from the throne in God and of the Lamb. You will be able to be in the presence of God And the Lord Jesus Christ. The throne will be right there. You'll have access to it. You'll be able to see it. And it says it's a pure river of water of life. Do you remember when Jesus spoke to the woman at the well? The Samarian woman? He told her, if you drink of this living water, you thirst no more. He is the fount. But look, it says the throne of God and of the Lamb. You ought to get excited just by that first verse. The throne of God and the Lamb. Two, in the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each yielding its fruit every month. Now, you remember about the tree of life being in the Garden of Eden. Who only had access to that? Adam and Eve. And when Adam ate of the fruit, he and Eve were kicked out of the garden. 
they were barred. So there's no sin here. There's no way that you could be barred from this. Because sin doesn't exist. It cannot because we just know by verse 1 with the throne of God and of the Lamb. How can sin exist in their presence? It cannot. Oh, it's different now. 12, 12 tribes, 12 disciples. Twelve. It's the word. It's the number. That represents. The throne. The new Jerusalem. Oh it's a very powerful number. In your eternity. In your gift of salvation. You will see it like you never saw it before. Get excited about the number twelve. And it says the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. And that it bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. Can you imagine? There's nothing withering. There's nothing dying. And it's healing. That's just how powerful these leaves are. They represent healing. Everlasting. To everlasting. Forever. Three. And there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. Wow. And there shall be no more curse. But the throne... Of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. You saw that in verse 1. Then they repeat it in verse 3. About the throne of God and the Lamb. How can anything accursed. Be in the presence of God. Be in the presence of the Lord of Lord. The King of Kings. Jesus Christ. How can anything accursed be in that presence. Nothing accursed. It said there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. Look. No more weeping. No more pain. No more sin. No more sickness. No more illness. (coughs) Nothing like that can enter in. Nothing. And then it says, and his servants shall serve him. You're going to be face to face. And you'll be able to serve him. Worship all the time. Worship, fellowship all the time. It's glorious. It's divine. Without end. How intimate is that? How powerful is that? How amazing and glorious is that? 
And then in verse 4 it says, They shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads. They shall see his face. Do you remember when Moses pleaded with God and said, I beseech thee, O Lord, show me your face. God basically told Moses, no man has saw my face and live. Moses said, I beseech you, Lord, I've got to know it's you. Look, there's no more pleading of that nature. And I can appreciate that Moses wanting to see the Lord that much that he was willing to die to see him. He said, I've got to know that it's you. I've got to know that. I've got to know it. If it costs me my life, so be it. I've got to know that it's you. Look at this. For they shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads. His servants. It's a real opportunity for us. To be his servants. And to be able to see his face. And that. His name shall be on our foreheads and our glorified body. Not this body that we have right here. Glorified as we were always supposed to be as we stand in front of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The most high God. We stand before him in a glorified body recognized as his servants. Continuous worship without end. Just the mere thought of my reward. Wants me to say with everything in my being, Maranatha, the Lord is coming. Come, O Lord. That's what I got waiting for me. And we're just, what, on the fourth verse of the book of Revelation in chapter 22? Five, there shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun for the Lord God gives them light and they shall reign forever and ever. His mere presence is light. Okay. So there's no need to know the difference between night and day. He is so illuminated. He gives off so much light. It's even more than the sun. The sun is not necessary. It says, there shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun. Can you imagine that? That God's presence fills you up so much so in the new Jerusalem that there is no need for a sun? There's no need for night? Why do we need night? Light is all that is required. No darkness. No sin. There's no way. The Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, God of all creation, heaven and earth, can have anything but light in them. Can you imagine both their thrones are there? Can you imagine what kind of light it is? But you can withstand it because you are not of any sinful nature whatsoever. You have been recognized as a servant and you are worshiping him. And he is allowing you to serve him because that's what you were always supposed to do. This is the reward that he's offering you. This is what he died for so that you may have this opportunity 
I challenge you to find anything even remotely close to this type of eternal gift. There's not a so-called deity alive or dead that can offer anything close to this. Study the word of God. Get it into your fiber of your very being. And you too will proclaim Maranatha. The Lord is coming. And you would want him to come quickly. Seven. And I have the red letter edition. So this lets me know. That the. um, Jesus is speaking. But before I get to verse seven. I want to get to verse six. And the word of God says this. Then he said to me. These words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. The angel is speaking. And he says, these words are faithful and true. And it's from the Lord that is the Lord God of the holy prophets. And see, there were prophets who talked about things like this Ezekiel comes to mind and you have this angel speaking to the apostle Paul showing him things and then he speaks to him and he says these words are faithful and true and his servants the things which must shortly take place Now, look at what Jesus says in verse 7. He says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. He says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he. That's what Jesus says. If you got the red letter edition, it's him speaking. Now look at 8. Now I, John, saw and heard these things. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. John is so overwhelmed with what he saw and what he heard. He can't even stand. He falls down and worships. To acknowledge that that is greater than he. That that has given their life. For him. Oh. But look at verse 9. Then he said to me. See that you do not do that. This is the angel speaking. He's giving John a warning. He says. Then he said to me. See that you do not do that. For I am your fellow servant. And of your brethren. The prophets. And of those who keep the words of this book. Angels. This angel says what? I am your fellow servant. I am of your brethren the prophets. So he's a created being. Subject to judgment. Does the Lord's bidding. And he tells John. Not to worship him. But worship God. 
See, the angel doesn't want to have any problems and doesn't want John or any of us to worship that that is not of God. It says, worship God. An angel, like a man, is a created being. He's not worthy of worship. Only God is worthy of worship. Amen? 10. And he said to me, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book. For the time is at hand. See, Daniel had a prophecy that was told to be sealed. Because during Daniel's time, when the prophecy was given to him, it was not to be revealed. But this prophecy, different. It says, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. We're at Revelation. We're the last chapter of the Holy Bible. This is for God's people. Those that have a desire to have a relationship with him. This is your final instructions. Understand it like you never understood it before. You don't have the luxury of time. Because you never know when he's coming. So if you're listening to this. Please receive it. In the name of Jesus. There are a lot of churches who do not teach this. They don't want you to know this. Because they figure that you'll be afraid. And it might mess up their offering. This is important. Jesus is not coming back to make friends. He's coming back for his enemies. He's coming back to put down all that came against him in the kingdom of God. And he'll be coming back with his saints as well. It'll be a terrible time. You don't want that to happen to your worst enemy. You need to be on the right side of this. You don't want that to happen. Because you won't be able to. Speak to Jesus about it. You've already. Made your position clear with him. Now he's going to make his position clear. With the whole earth. Amen. So. 11. He. Who is unjust, let him be unjust still. See, there's no illusion about who's unjust. He's telling the apostle John. John the revelator. John who stood at the foot of the cross when Jesus was being crucified. That same John. He's saying to him. He who was Unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he who is holy, let him be holy still. There's no confusion. Those who want to clearly be unjust, says let them continue to be unjust. Those who want to be filthy, Clearly want to operate like that. Let them still be filthy. And those who are righteous. 
Let them still be righteous. And those who are holy, let them still be holy. Holy means to be set apart for a purpose. Amen. Twelve. Now, this is Jesus speaking again. I have the red letter edition. And behold, I am coming quickly. Did he not say that in verse 7? Now we come down five more verses. Verse 12. And behold, I am coming quickly. And my reward is with me. To give to everyone according to his work. 13. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. Make no mistake who is making this declaration. Now it may be spoken through the Apostle John. The angel may be speaking. But make no mistake who is inspiring them. Who is the one that's commanding them. To make sure that we are made aware of it. None other. Then he says I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. There's only one who has that title. The Lord of Lord. The King of Kings. The Lord and Savior of the whole world. Jesus Christ himself. He says behold I am coming quickly. And my reward is with me. (laughs) He'll be able to reward you. Stand on it. Stand on it. 14. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Now, you remember Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve were the ones that had access to the tree of life. But they did not conduct themselves properly. Subsequently, they were barred from Eden. And there was an angel placed there with a sword. And no one could come. But it's different now. It says, blessed, 14, blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city You have a right to the tree of life for those who do his commandments. That is your reward. It's one of your blessings. And you enter through the gates in the city. 15. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. Those who love the world, those who are not keeping his commands, those lukewarm believers, half their foot is in the kingdom or the church, if you will, and half their foot is in the world. No. You you can't get in like that. That's not going to be acceptable. And he calls them out. He calls them dogs. Because they are against that that is of the kingdom. See. Those are those who don't believe. In the first century. They were called dogs. They would refer to Gentiles as dogs. But when they gave their life to Christ, 
they became a part of the family. They were brethren. They were our brothers and sisters. They were the saints. They were circumcised by the spirit. They were born again. Sorcerers. Tricksters. Musicians. Magic. Occult. The black arts. Sexually immoral. Not adhering to the covenant that God has established between a man and his wife. A wife and her husband. Those that come against children and do unspeakable things. Those who are not practicing boundaries and relationships as they've been established. Those that want to be adulterers and fornicators. Those that desire flesh of their flesh. Those that corrupt. Those that covet. Those that murder. Those that are heretic in their teachings. Those who are hypocritical. Can see fault in others, but never take the time to address the issues within themselves. And they think because they have a certain status that humility, repentance, and forgiveness doesn't apply to them. And those that worship any and everything but God. And those who love to practice lies constantly want to come against the kingdom of God and the word of God. Always sowing discord and confusion. Always modeling their father, Satan, who's the father of lies. Who's been a murderer from the beginning. Who has nothing to do and has but one desire to come to kill to steal and destroy says they're outside they're not in the new Jerusalem they are not sitting and worshiping and serving God and the lamb where the throne is available they have no access to the tree of life 16 I am Jesus and have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. There's only two places in the Bible where Jesus says, I, Jesus. You'll find that, I believe, in Acts, uh, when he is talking to Saul of Tarsus, when he asked him, Basically, why is he persecuting him? He says, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. 
Uh, you'll find that in Acts chapter 9, about verse 5. Also, Acts 22, 8, Acts uh, 26, 15. So, and here in Revelation 22, 16, he says, I, Jesus. So there's only two times that he says, I, Jesus, or I am Jesus. In the whole Bible. That's very powerful and riveting. So 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. He gives his genealogy. He says he is the bright and morning star. Remember when we first started reading Revelation chapter 22, that there's no need for dark. There's no need for the sun that he is so illuminating. He and God that there's light all the time. Amen. 17 and the spirit and the bride say, come and let him who hears says, come and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Well, we know who the bride is. The church is the bride. And Jesus is the bridegroom. And the spirit is the Holy Spirit. And the spirit and the bride say, come and let him who hears say, come and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. The church is ecclesia. It's the called out ones. It's the true believers. Amen. 18. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues of the that are written in this book. 19. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Take away from the book of life our name has to be written in the book of life (laughs) from the holy city that's the new jerusalem and from the things which are written in this book why would you want that taken away from you please please do not add or take away anything this is the warning you know there was a similar warning that moses gave in deuteronomy this is not anything you want to play with we're going to take a call Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hi, yes. How are you, Sister Nina? I'm wonderful. How are you, woman of God? I'm blessed. I'm, I pulled over. I'm in my car. Amen. And, um, I didn't hear much of the uh, message this morning, or this afternoon, rather, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to call in and let you know that, as usual, you're doing a bang-up job, and we're all so blessed to have you in our midst. Because you are doing what God has purposed you to do. Well, thank, thank you, Nina. Thank well, you. you. No one thanks well, you today. You. Let me thank you. All right. Well, I love you, sis. You know, that humbles me greatly, and I'm very excited to have the opportunity. 
Yes, yeah, so I'm sitting in my car in our old neighborhood on Pico and Redondo. That's in Los Angeles, everyone. Amen. I'm going to have some Jamaican food and some fish. All right. Well, that sounds wonderful. Well, make sure you yeah. say a powerful blessing, and we're so glad you're in the land of the living and you're spreading the gospel. Amen. And I love you. Yes, I love you as well. And definitely thank you again for just blessing the community of Las Vegas and just everyone on the, you know, on the, the web that's listening on the, you know, Internet. All right. Well, thank you, sis. And, you know, I'll You're be so calling welcome. you soon. I love you. Yes, I know that. I love you as well. Brother Charles says hello. Hello, Brother Charles. God bless you, man of God. Praise God. And thank God and Christ for you that you're doing the job that we all need to be doing. And, and the Holy Spirit convicts me dearly when I'm not doing God's will. Amen. So when I hear you, I hear Jesus speaking to me. So God bless you. And I, I apologize to those who don't believe in that J word. May Christ our Lord continue to bless us. Amen. Well, they're missing out on a great reward, man of God. And I'm going to finish up. I got two more minutes. I love you, and I'll be calling you guys real soon. Love you. And tell your pastor I sure will. Love you all. Bye-bye. Amen. Well, praise God for those stopping in traffic and listening. Praise God. 20. And he testifies to these things, saying, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. 21. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Again, Maranatha. That's the word. That's the word. Because he's coming back. And we as saints need to get it in our spirit that the Lord is coming. He's coming quickly because his word tells us to. And that we need to share it with others. This is not a time to waste. This is not a time to vacillate. This is a time to be rooted in your faith. This is a time to be passionate. This is a time to go forward. This is a time to proclaim the word of God. And if you lose your life and you're a believer, you'll be with the tree of life. You'll be with the one who gave you life. And you'll be able to see him face to face. You'll be able to worship him continuously you'll be able to see the throne of God and of the lamb together don't be afraid to step out on faith and tell people about the Lord save the lost at all costs we love you and God bless it is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about 
about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what. Why don't you bless this?